still waiting for a big smile out of you. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or? Stay to be happy about. You're up 2-0. The job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Jobs Not Finished podcast. Uh, so this week is really exciting time for me. I have the CEO and founder of Untitled Export Studios as well as Untitled Export Management. This person is well-versed in tour photography, tour management, and he's providing a lot of marketing and development strategies for up-and-coming artists. But for me, you know, above all, he is the neighbor to me in this studio space. Uh, he owns a lot of real estate in this building. Uh, but I'm really glad he was able to make some time to come on the podcast. So of course, thank you so much, Logan Forbes. How are you, man? I'm well, I'm well. You know, it's uh, Saturday. It's been a pretty hectic day so far, but... No, I definitely, and anybody that's in the same building as me, you know, I like to, we like to support each other in, in whatever way possible, so it just made sense to, to come on here and do this with you, and you know, I, we do have a lot to talk about, I do have a couple things that I want to announce, um, so this is going to be a perfect medium to do that. Uh, I'd love to know, you know, you titled your brand and kind of the studio that you opened, Untitled mm-hmm. Export, uh, you know, what is the inspiration behind the name and... Uh, you know, the brand itself. So the Untitled Export, a lot of people ask this and, you know, it's just, it came from, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Lightroom, like Adobe Lightroom to edit photos. So when you, when I used to take photos, when you edit the photo in Lightroom and save it, it saves as Untitled Export. So mm-hmm. when I was thinking, because I used to just, my, my, my username used to just be Logan Forbes 4 when I used to take pictures and I wanted to turn myself into some type of a brand. This was, this was years ago in like 2016 when I was still in college and they um, they saved this Untitled Export, so I thought, hey, I, I might as well. I, this doesn't sound bad, Untitled Export. It's got a little bit of a mystery mystery to it. It's not photo specific, but it's also not it's not specific to any industry. It's just like an Untitled Export. Who knows what it could be? Um, and I kind of ran with it. The username wasn't taken on any. The only platform I don't have my username on is TikTok, and that's because somebody just simply beat me to it. But <laughs> I, I could have had it if I had downloaded the app sooner. But TikTok is a whole, um, it, among musicians, it's a hot topic recently on how effective it really is to promote music. And there's, uh, I know later on down the, the interview, we're going to talk about like tips and tricks for marketing and music. So we'll get into that later. Um, but TikTok is the only one I don't have my username on. But that's where the name came from, Untitled Export, from the uh, the Lightroom Save Export file. Oh, that is genius, man. I, I was wondering where that came from, but it, it all makes sense now. Um so you mentioned, you know, Adobe and photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that is where you started in yeah. tour photography. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you got into that? Is it just? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was before it was, it, it's like my, what I like to call like my, um, not my independent career, but like when I, in my mind, when I decided that I didn't want to like just, I don't, and I don't, I don't mean to, when I say I didn't want to work a regular job, this is not to say that people that work regular jobs are beneath me or anything like that because everybody has to get it how they want to get it I'm, yep. I'm i can't judge anybody for the way that they want to feed their family but for me i couldn't work for anybody but myself and i figured that out at an early age and it started with sneakers i would buy and resell sneakers but then a lot of the sneaker kids in massachusetts where i'm from they were also the photo kids so 
I then picked up the photos and we would take pictures of shoes. We would kind of take pictures of each other's outfits, each other's shoes. And that kind of graduated into taking pictures of like uh, abandoned buildings and skyscrapers in Boston. Like my first experience with, with really like, like getting out of the, the regular job, getting out of the college mentality was when I used to, I used to go to school in Massachusetts in a small school uh, called Nichols College. And um, I met one of my business partners, Jeremy, there. That's really the only good thing that came out of that school. I, I ended up dropping out. But at, towards my dropout, I was leaving school for days at a time. So we used to have this thing at the school where they would call it a, a bison day, where it was like the kids would take a day off and like the seniors would take like a bison day. And I would take a bison week to two weeks and I wouldn't <laughs> go to school for two or three weeks because I had my schedule set up where I only had class on Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday because I just set it up that way because I knew I, I didn't want to really be at the school every day. So I set it up that way so I could be gone for the weekends. But then it would be a, a situation where I'm getting picked up on, on Thursday. I'm broke as hell. So I'm, I'm just getting picked up. You know, I'm, I'm ta- if I'm taking the train, I'm trying to hop it. I, I know my Money to my name at all whatsoever spent my last to get my camera and the camera wasn't generating a whole lot of income at this time so it was just kind of graduated into me leaving on Thursday and then I either didn't have money to get back on Tuesday or nobody wanted to drive me so at that point I'm missing the entire week and then it's Thursday again and then now we're staring at Tuesday again and it's like can I make it down there this week if I could make it down I would go if I didn't, I couldn't. But and, and it kind of just we were we would sneak on to these hotels like the Marriott, the Sheridan, and we would go to like the forty second floor and go into the fire escape and we'd like jam the door open, get the door open whenever we could on the roof, and we'd take photos of each other on the roof. That was really when I when I really knew that like there's there's something else for me than just you know I can be creative and and make some type of a career out of it because people were starting to pay for shoots a little bit, you know, $50 here, $100 here. I was able to move around a little bit more, upgrade my camera equipment a little bit, and I ended up um, just kind of transitioning from the rooftop photos. I did that for a couple months. I I actually met one of my closest friends. Uh, Honestly, most all of my closest friends stem from that era um, because that's when I really switched over from, you know, knowing that I wanted to have an entrepreneurial lifestyle and that kind of segued into the photo kid the sneaker kids that turned into abandoned building and rooftop kids now all wanted to take pictures of concerts so I just naturally I was like all right you know I'm everybody wants to go to Boston and everybody's trying to sneak into the house of blues and the Middle East and all these Boston shows and they're all so saturated because anybody's just taking the train and everybody's trying to sneak in so I thought all right, let me go, you know, let me not compete with all these people because I don't compete with anybody ever. I don't compete. I, I just do what I do and I get it done. So I ended up going to Providence and I ended up sneaking into a venue in Providence called Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel or Roxy, which is now called The Strand. And the owner is actually a good friend of mine now because he had seen that I made my way in on a Lil Yachty show. And he was like, oh, you know, who are you? Why are you here? And I told him, like, oh, listen, if you let me stay with my business partner, Jeremy, we'll do photos for you for free for the night. Just let us stay in the pit, which is the area between the stage and the crowd. So for them, as a, from a logistics standpoint, if you're a photographer trying to figure out maybe a way to get started, the pit is the area of the concert that they care about the least. Unless it's like a stadium concert or unless it's like a major artist like Lil Baby or something like that, then their label might have a regulation as to how many photos can be taken of them. But your average run-of-the-mill show, you can get in the pit. Nobody's going to care about you. So he would let us in the pit, and then it just kind of going from there. He was like, oh, you know, we got Tory Lanez coming this week. Then we got Jim Jones, Lil Yachty. We got uh, Lil Uzi. We got um, 
I, I don't know. The list goes on and on. There's names of DMX. Um, it doesn't seem like a simple process where someone could just go with a camera and uh, I feel like myself, if I was going to a concert, right. I'd take pictures. I don't know where to go from there. So I appreciate you breaking that down. Nah, of course. And I admire that work ethic too. Right. But so my understanding is you started as with tour photography and then from there is how you learned so much and you decided to shift towards tour management. Uh, can you speak a little bit more on that? Yeah, definitely. So it was, um, you know, the same thing at, at the same time that the passion thing, I was, I was having that internal crisis with, I, I don't even want to do this anymore. I was also noticing that because when you're on it, when you're the photographer, you notice everything because you don't, a lot of people forget that you're there and a lot of people just kind of like, oh, it's a cameraman. Yeah, he's fine. You get to go in every room, much like the manager, the cameraman, anytime, like for example, anytime that I was put in a situation as a manager where I was only allowed to have a select, say four to five people in a room. It would be manager, artist, photographer, mandatory, and then the artist would pick the other two people. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's really where I kind of learned everything because I was in all these different rooms, just literally like a fly on the wall recording the conversations, and I got to edit it and just listen to it over and over again. I got to pick up on. I like to I like to say that I, I seen what to do and what not to do because I saw plenty of mistakes get made. I also saw plenty of things get done well, and, and it kind of just transitioned into the. I was watching the managers make all this money. And I was sitting here like, damn, I only get like $100 a day, like $50 oh, wow. a day if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? Some days it was nothing because that's just how it goes. You know, when you're on the road like that and you're a part of the team, it's like you can't always have your hand out every single day. And, you know, it just turned into something where I needed to, if I wanted more money, I have to bring more value. So I ended up kind of just trying to take a chance with the artists that I was working with um, and transitioned into into the tour. And we put uh, the first tour that I put together um, was, I don't know, it was probably like, 2018 17 maybe I don't, I don't even remember when it was but it was um it was just a four city tour it was uh philly new york new jersey and boston and um it was it was good it was an artist a local artist out here named larson um who's had songs with ski master slump god and uh jay critch so we did that tour uh right at the time that he dropped that song with those two and it was pretty successful we probably did about 50 to 100 tickets a night on all the four nights oh. probably generated you know five or six thousand dollars in revenue for the artist um and kind of just went from there and, and after i realized that i could do that you know I, I really started getting more into booking shows and and really truly going from tour photographer to tour manager to day-to-day -day manager all at the same time and it really just taught you know, everything that I know about contract negotiation, everything that I know about how shows work, how negotiations are taken care of, and even how to travel, how to get hotel reservations booked for cheaper than other reservations, and just little, like, travel hacks that you just wouldn't know until you're on the road learning. You know what I mean? So it was, it was a long transition. It probably, from, from, you know, to get to my final form, for lack of a better term, um, it probably took about nine months to go from, to truly go from photographer to 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 full-time manager being trusted as full-time manager and not still being considered considered photographer. So is that when you moved to Jersey? From no, Jersey? no, I moved to New Jersey early. I moved to New Jersey in like 2017 probably because I graduated high school in 2015 and then I went to college for a year and then I was in college 2016 and then I want to say that I moved out to New Jersey in like August of 2017 um, and it was a whole lot of floor and floor sleeping, couch sleeping, um, up until like 2019 when, uh, myself and the artists, the artist that I was working with at the time and, uh, some more members of his team, we all moved into a house, uh, in Hawthorne, New Jersey. And then I had a bedroom and then I was good after that. It was, you know, steady, steady house, roof, bedroom, it was small, 
The room was small. It was probably like the room we're in right now, cut in <laughs> half. Cut oh, wow. in half with a with one of these ceilings, like with the ceiling wow. that go like this. So like an attic. I, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was. It was two floors, so we weren't all in the attic. But I I had the attic with uh, the guy that still live with me now. His name Big Nasty. Me and Big Nasty had the attic. We had like a little living room area, a little my little room. He had a larger bedroom, and then. Uh, bathroom that we had there too but he it was a funny debate because every when we first moved in everybody was fighting over the big room at the end of the hallway in the attic everybody wanted it because it was huge but i wanted the small one because i knew that when guests were at the house where are they going to go they're going to go into the big room and everybody's going to squeeze into the big room and nobody's going to try and come into my little room because there's only room for one bed but yeah, like sardines. When we moved into the when we moved into the big house, I remember we went to the artist and I went to um, mattress firm, and we bought like nine mattresses and put them all up in the house. And people would just drag the mattresses from on top of each other and just set them across the room. And it, would, it was like the trap. It was like the trap. But we did we did a lot of years there, and it definitely taught me a lot about how to get along with a lot of people, how to deal with different personalities, and definitely how to get in and out of the bathroom as quick as possible it was probably a real lesson because the, them lines get crazy but um it, we were there for like a year and a half it was the house was nice it was it wasn't as bad as i'm making it sound it was a really nice area it had a driveway it was on a dead end street it was just the inside of the house because we were in it it was a little banged up holes you know things like that but um now we, we i came out here in probably august 2017 i would say and then um kind of thugged it out and um up until hawthorne and then i and um, I don't know, when did we move? May? In May, um, we all left that house and kind of left the house behind. The artist moved to California, um, and then I stayed out here and built all of this. So definitely a, a long journey from start to finish. I mean, it's interesting to hear your background, and nice to see now. You know, guys, he mentioned the room that he started in was probably half of this room, but if you see the studio now, that's like a luxury apartment <laughs> when you yeah. go through that spot now. But uh, congratulations on all that success. Uh, definitely. You, uh, so when did you know, I know we've talked about kind of the photography and the tour management. When mm -hmm. did you know you were going to get into make, like opening a studio? So the studio is something that I had always wanted to do just because I had, I had spent so much money in studios and watched so much money get given to studio owners that I knew that I had to become a studio owner because I had to get my part of that. Um, so I ended up just kind of sitting on it for a while. Actually, I was originally supposed to do it in like 2018 or not, not 18, probably early 19. The artist that I was living with at the time, we were going to build one together, but he ended up having some things going on. He ended up pushing the project back, but I had found this building and the building is a building across the street, but that building was like way stricter. So I'm glad I didn't go in there, but I had had this plan and I, I knew this realtor. I knew that I wanted to come to one of these um, buildings and do something. And then, you know, eventually with everything that happened, with the pandemic and, and everything closed down and obviously, you know, pretty much everybody in the country came into some money and, you know, I, I used mine to build a studio and, you know, I added everything else that I had. I added my free $10,000 and built a studio with my wife and, you know, she owns 25% of it. And then, you know, we, we kind of just maintain it from there. So I, you know, I'd like to think that that was like the perfect, the perfect boost to kind of, to get the studio done. Cause I had had the office already since July and I had built that on my own, but once um once they started sending those stimulus checks out, I just, every one of them I just saved it. You know, hers wow. saved hers, and then just used it all to just build the studio, and then added all the money that I made from the management company that I have, and just money that I had saved from deals with the artists that I was working with as a manager, and just went from there. 
yeah, guys, you need to come check the studio out. The links will be in the description below. Uh, it is in Fairfield, New Jersey. So if you're in New Jersey, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the artist development app. I know I saw in a different interview you did that you were speaking about a four week course for up and coming mm -hmm. artists. Is that mixed in with the app or is that something totally different? No. So the course was something that we had planned out um, a couple months ago. It didn't honestly, I'll be the first to say it did not work the way that I thought it was going to. I thought a lot more people were going to bite at it just because a lot of artists, not, not a lot of artists, a lot of managers and stuff were doing like master classes, but they were like thousands of dollars and they, it appeared that they were selling out. But after I did more research, I realized that, that they were also having the same problem that I was. But I tried to come in at $350 and give more information that they did, but it just, it was hard to promote and it was kind of hard to get the idea across of what it really was. So I'll probably relaunch it down the line and maybe I'll do an in-person seminar or something like that. Um, but I definitely want to, you know, I like education. I, I like educating the youth too um, every year before COVID. Um, you know, myself and some buddies from high school who are also in the industry uh, out in L.A., we actually meet up and speak at our, our middle school in our, our hometown in Massachusetts about the music industry and kind of about how to get started and how to make everything happen. Yeah, because when I saw that four-week course video, I was really excited because I know some people as well, like friends that are making right. music, and I think it would be really helpful for them to see something where, you know, how to... Uh, get through that that realm of you know working with management, how to market yourself, and uh, there's a lot of helpful tips out there. Mm -hmm. So, can what's the app going to be? Is it something similar to that, or how was the app? Yeah, so be the out? app is going to be um, it's going to be three main parts. It's going to be one part uh, blog, one part distribution, and one part um, guides and services. So, basically, uh, well, I'll break them down per part. So, guides and services is going to be a section where an artist can go. They can actually break into um, basically you sign into it uh, and it would prompt you to go to three main categories artists to um, guides and services sorry it would go into a blog and it would go into a global chat um, I guess I'll start with the global chat because that's the simplest one basically the global chat is going to function as an engagement group on Instagram um, it's just not going to be as strict because a lot of those engagement groups I hate engagement groups because they, they charge people like monthly fees and then they force each other to like like and comment on each other's pages and it just ruins their algorithm and it doesn't do what they think it's going to do yeah they get more likes and yeah they get more comments but Instagram is an artificial intelligence it's not you can't fool artificial intelligence you know I mean, so they know what you're doing. So I, I figured, let me make something similar, but not the same. And let me make it so artists can just throw their ideas around, throw their songs around, say, hey, listen to this. Let me know what you think. Listen to this. Let me know what you think. Da 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 da, -da And just kind of go through everything and see like, yeah, here's my song. Let me know what you think. Here's my music video. Do you like it? Oh, like my oh, last post. Oh, comment on my last post. So that's going to be one section. There's going to be three main categories. There's going to be... Um, one about marketing, there's going to be one about uh, like general information, and then there's going to be another one about uh, specifically songs. Uh, so it's going to be the global chat function. There's going to be another function with the guides and services section where as an artist you can go learn about how to do things for your music. So you can learn how to put your lyrics on Genius, how to make a Google Knowledge Panel, how to properly negotiate with a producer, how to set up a BMI or an ASCAP. And there's a lot more that I'm not thinking of um, and that I'm not even going to announce yet. Um, that we're going to go through and, and just kind of keep everything moving along just because, you know, it's going to update regularly. So I don't want to give everybody all the content at once just because I need to have stuff to update. So we'll probably start it off with four main courses and then it'll update every two weeks. I'll add a new course in um, and that'll be the main part of the guides and services section. Then there'll be another one for distribution where much like United Masters or TuneCore, DistroKid, CD Baby, um, 
United Masters, I think I said that already, but the, all those apps, uh, they're not even apps. The only one that's an app is United Masters, but all those platforms is where an, a regular person like you or I can go and put a song on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, Deezer, Google Play, YouTube Music. It goes and puts it on. Uh, you use that to distribute your podcast, something like that? Yeah, I use Buzzsprout. Okay, so it's it's just like we're just like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I'll be able to handle podcasts specifically, but um, I'll definitely find out because that would definitely be interesting if I could do your podcast. Yeah, that'd um, be amazing. <laughs> get it on. What do you use? Spotify, you put it on? Oh, yeah, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Google, yeah. kind of everywhere, yeah. Yeah, so I'll definitely see if I can be, I don't know what rate they're getting. We can talk about that later, though. But yeah. basically, I'll be able to be a, a fully functioning record label, um, and that'll be the, the second function of the development. Then there'll be another, sorry, the guides and services. Then there'll be another section of that where an artist can submit for our weekly or bi-weekly, depending on how many uh, applicants we get. We do a weekly or bi-weekly song review. Last week, we did 50 people. Um, so I'm going to let it cool down until next week just because I don't want to oversaturate it. But uh, you'll be able to submit for the song review through there. Um, then the third section will be a blog where uh, we'll have the latest news for artists. It's not going to be like a gossip page like Academics of the Shade Room. Um, we're <laughs> going to have like uh, real hip-hop news like songs coming out, uh, deals, uh, brand endorsements, and uh, a bunch of situations like that. So we'll keep the public updated there. And then there'll also be a spot where the artists can um, upload and, and get their music featured on the blog as well. Um, and the entire app will be free to download. It'll be a $20 subscription a month to access all of the content. And then there'll be another uh, higher-level subscription uh, that'll have to do with the distribution. Um, but we're still working some of the details out with that with our parent label. Um, so announcements on that will be soon to come. But the beta starts on the 15th, so we're definitely excited for that. I mean, it looks clean, and the idea itself is, I have to say, honestly, is genius. Yeah, uh, it's needed, and it that. seems like it's organic. Like As you right. mentioned, there's AI where some of it's not organic outreach. So this seems organic and it's awesome that you guys are doing this um you said the beta comes out march 15th, march 15th and right. it's going live april 6th april 2nd april 2nd also my 24th birthday so i'll have the oh, nice. and that at the same time as well do you know have a name for the app yet untitled export app i told that man you guys really got yeah. untold export on yeah, like everywhere I, I figured if i'm gonna do anything i'm gonna brand myself you know you think genius. about it right i mean amazon has amazon books they have amazon mm. grocery they got whole foods and they're all amazon i'm untitled export and we got everything you know what i mean so i want to eventually kind of even have like untitled export cafes and just really kind of grow into a global conglomerate that's in multiple different industries at once like i want to get into like oil and stuff like that eventually and really like kind of branch out in as many different ways as I can. There was something interesting that you mentioned, you know, you and your wife, you kind of were going through those zero dollar days, oh, yeah. those really tough times. Uh, if you can speak on, because I know a lot of people are going through that right mm -hmm. now. What, what kind of drives you to pick yourself back up? Cause it's so easy to quit at that moment. Honestly, I'm going to, you know, I, this is another thing that my wife and I talk about. I'm a, I'm a very direct person at some time. So honestly, like you just got to get off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, you can't, blame others for the reason why you're not successful. Everybody in this world, and this is the corniest phrase in the world, but everybody gets the same 24 hours. My 24 hours are the same as your 24 hours or the same as her 24 hours. If I can do all of this and I can generate all this income when I started from zero, why can't anybody else? All I really did was it, one morning I just woke up and I was like, honestly, like, why am I going to sit here and just it myself like i said just because the country isn't open so i'm just gonna sit here and wait and do nothing until the country opens back up that's what that's what a lot of people who unfortunately are in those positions they end up in a rat race where they they blame everybody but themselves for the reason that they're not successful 
and you can't do that. You have to realize that you, you just have to get up and, and do something, even if you fail. I'm sure when you started this, you didn't know it was going to work. You could have crashed and burned. Exactly, you know yep. what I mean? You would have been, you know what I mean? You invested in a whole office. I know how much it costs to be up here. I know how much things cost to get stuff like this. You made a serious investment, and it, whether it works or not, you still made the investment. You still got off your and was like, yo, I'm going to do something and did it. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of people don't do. They, they sit around and, and wait and then they just, they, they get money in and everybody got the same stimulus checks. They get the stimulus check in and then I invested mine. Other people bought designer clothes. You know what I mean? I invested mine and then I ended up buying designer clothes with money that I made from my investments. But you know what I mean? You just got to do it. You got to get up and just, and stop blaming others and just try something. Even if you got to go get a job at 7-Eleven, and just get a paycheck and just save up. It's like there's so many different ways to make money in this day and age that there's really no excuses. Any. Unless you're impaired or you have some sort of a condition, then there's really no excuse as to why you can't achieve the same success as anybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think we, we do see untitled export motivational speaking on the horizon. <laughs> we got to see that coming nah, in too. I, I would love to. I, I want to do, like I used to do the school. Like I, I wish I could do schools and high schools all that because I like stuff like that. But is there any other information uh, about the brand or yourself that you would like to cover that maybe we didn't touch on? Um, no, I think we honestly gave a good. I haven't told not told my story like I'm Jeff Bezos or something like that. But I haven't you know had a conversation like this um, in a couple of months. So it's definitely you know I'm gonna as soon as you put it out I'm gonna watch it obviously and then I'm gonna watch the one I did a couple months ago and just see you know how different I, I even speak what I'm talking about. Um, and, and that's just another way for me to track the growth, you know what I mean? So I definitely, if you're tuning into this, I definitely appreciate it. Um, anything that you need, marketing services or artist development, if you have any questions about the app, we're pretty approachable. Um, you can contact us on the website, uh, www.untitledexport.com, and pretty much everything can be found from there. No, I like speaking to people like you. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me want to go home and self-reflect and be like, you know, where can I improve? You know, where am I <laughs> kind of not working hard enough? But um, no, thank you so much. It was no, by chance, you know, we bumped into each other. Yeah, but no, like I said, I always want to, and like the first thing I said to you, I know it might have, obviously it wasn't weird, but it might have felt like, <laughs> who is this guy? Why is he? But I, I like to, if we're going to be in the same building, passing by each other, parking near each other, and you, we might as well have an open relationship and have a, you know, oh yeah, that's Logan. Oh yeah, boom, we're here. You know what I mean? He's down the hall if we need anything and everything's all set. You know what I mean? Oh, he's got a podcast over there. Go check my man podcast out. We oh, can just, can just cross promote and, you know, if I can help you, you help me by giving me a platform to discuss all these ideas. So, you know, I'll definitely anything that you ever need, we can help you with. Uh, thank help you so much, this. man. But so, Logan, before we wrap, uh, we like to do uh, a little fun trivia. You're not expected to know the answer so <laughs> far. Uh, only one person has gotten the answer correct. Um, so we talked a lot about, you know, Untitled Export Studio and there are a lot of different studios all around inside the NBA. They have a studio called Studio J. This is where Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, and Charles analyze and commentate on NBA basketball. They have a segment called EJ's Nito Stat of the Night. And there's an ongoing about ongoing joke about the segment that it's been unsullied by sponsorship since what year? Oh. I don't know, 1987? Unsullied by sponsorship since 1989. Yeah, you were really close, man. I thought you were about to get it right there. But <laughs> how scary when he's like 1980. I'm like, <laughs> But um, now, guys, again, uh, check out Untitled Export on all the um, platforms. They'll be linked down below. Thank you so much, Logan Forbes, course, for being on here. I appreciate your time, man.